to the Magic Within podcast. My name's Katrina Lully, and I'm a transformation coach obsessed with guiding women to unlock their power within so they live an aligned life of passion, purpose, and abundance. I've been where you're at, doing all the things and feeling like nothing is working. And I'm here to help you learn how to live that aligned life of passion, purpose, and abundance. I've spent years investing in programs, coaches, books, and other tools in covering my own blocks, challenging my beliefs, growing and stretching myself to live my most authentic life that is true to who I am. There is incredible power in our experiences, and by sharing our stories with one another, we help each other along this journey called life. This is a space where you will hear inspiring and motivating stories from other guests and tools to help you get from where you are now to who you want to be in this life. You get two doses of magic each week to fill up your cup and start living a life that is aligned with your highest self. We are not meant to do this life alone and we all have the magic within us to live this beautiful life that's true to who we are. I'm here to help you begin to unlock that power and start stepping in to the amazing woman that you are. Let's do this. another episode of the Magic Within Podcast. I'm your host, Katrina Lilly, and really excited about this conversation today. And first, I'm going to introduce her before we get too far in, because I want you to know like who she is. Tracy Pontarelli is a former marketing and branding professional turned multiple six-figure wellness entrepreneur and business and mindset coach. She had a successful career in brand marketing and public relations that she loved, but the hours were long and demands were intense. When she tried to balance her career goals with her growing family, she hit a tipping point. Desperately wanting the flexibility to be with her children, Tracy decided to transition to full-time mommyhood, jumping into volunteering and playdates. She loved the time with her family, but still wanted to build a fun and rewarding career that allowed her to live a life by her own design. As her three children began to grow, Tracy tapped into her love of wellness and skills as a brand marketer to build a successful wellness business. Key to her success has been understanding the powers of attraction marketing and positive mindset and being very intentional in everything she does. She now coaches frustrated moms just like her how to build a profitable online income without sacrificing their priorities by being authentic, deliberate, and magnetic. And as we already said, like this is so up my alley, my jam, what I love to talk about. And I know there's so many moms out there that can relate to, you know, wanting to be that stay at home mom, but we still want to be a provider in some sort. So Tracy, thank you so much for reaching out, for coming on the show. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. Oh, Katrina, I'm thrilled to be here. This is so much fun. I, um, I love your podcast. I love your positive message. You're just doing great work. So thanks for putting out what you put out. It's really wonderful. Absolutely. Thank you for that. I, I so appreciate that. You know, it's always nice to hear that, you know, it's resonating with people right. and getting that feedback. I have a really fun question I ask all my guests because okay. I think it's just fun to start off the conversation with some play. But okay. when you were a little girl, what did you want to be when you grew up? So when I when I first the first thing I wanted to be when I was a little girl is a hairdresser. That's um, fun. And then I realized that I don't actually have exacting skills at all. 
And, um, and then I wanted to be a teacher and it's interesting because I really feel like that has been one of the things that has translated in my life is that I really do love to teach and share what I have learned with other people. It's important to me if I've learned something that I think is valuable to tell, to tell other people what I learned. Like I'm definitely a teacher in that regard. I love that so much. And we have that in common with, you know, I wanted to be a teacher as well when I was younger. Well, I wanted to be a lawyer, an actress, a business owner, and a teacher, sometimes all at the same time and all at different times as well. Sure. But that teacher thread has come through. Like I've shared uh, with people, there's, I couldn't go be a teacher in school. Like originally thought that's what my path was. I'd probably get fired like on the first day, um, <laughs> especially nowadays. So, but that theme just plays through. And so you um, instead grew up, became a a marketing and branding professional. What led you that to that path? You know, at first I thought I wanted to go in, but it started where I thought I wanted to go into journalism. Hmm. I was a journalism major. um, And then I really fell in love with journalism. It can be a little dark. And so I, I found that I wanted to be more creative than straight journalism. And so that's when I started to add on some marketing classes and a marketing minor. And that led me into, yeah, PR and brand marketing, where I was able to work with the media, but on the other side and was able to have a lot of fun and creativity with it. It was really fun. I mean, I look back at it now, Katrina, it was so different when I started. I look at the media now. I mean, I barely turn on the news. It's weird that I... (laughs) I started in a business where all I did was consume the news. And now I'm like, that ah, I'm not turning on the news. Um, but it was really, it was just a great, great period in my life to be able to do that work. That's so awesome to hear. And I, I same here, I don't turn on the news, but I, I can imagine like, it's just shifted and evolved into this thing where I wouldn't want to be a part of it now. But back then, like, I can imagine like you had so much fun and at the same time, like still probably having to work long hours in that mode of just like work was life almost in a way. And so having a family trying to balance that out, what gave you the space to, or the permission for yourself to step out of that professional career, which I'm sure, you know, it was very stable. It made good money. Like there's a lot of goodness to it. So to step away, so many people would be like, oh, I can't do that. Right. You know, it's, it's, I'm coming up on the anniversary of, of Valentine's Day, which is a really significant point in the story. I'll just back up and just say, I, you know, I grew up, so I live in New York City. I live in Manhattan. Um, and I grew up in a very small town in Rhode Island. So small, small, small town to, to big city, New York. My mom was a single mom. She worked two, often three jobs. And I grew up just with this deep sense of having to 100% provide for myself, mm. right? Like, you know, just like this kind of scrappy girl that was never going to need anybody. I was going <laughs> to be, you know, totally independent period. Um, and I, I've, I, I've been married for many years now. <laughs> I'm going on 20, 24 years of marriage. That's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And, and um, I'm married to the most amazing guy. And we really, you know, we, he's from my hometown. We've grown up together. Other, um, we built this amazing life for ourselves, and he works in finance here in Manhattan. 
And if you had asked me before I had kids, if I would have ever stayed home full time, I would have said, you're nuts. It's never going to happen. Yeah. Not on my watch. Not me. No way. (laughs) Right. And then we just, you know, life happens. Right. And if anyone's listening, if you've ever done any kind of work where you work for clients, you are not in charge of your schedule, period. You're just not in charge of your schedule. And yeah. so um, I, as soon as I had kids, you know, you feel your priorities completely shift. Absolutely. And, and I still very much wanted to work. And I think there's a lot of women out here that feel this way, right? There's a group that always know they want to stay home. There's a group that would never stay home. And then there's the rest of us that kind of float around in the middle (laughs) that, you know, want something that's our own, but want to be able to architect our lives. And, you know, back, back, this, this is in the early 2000s. It just wasn't really that possible to work remotely. Just, you know, just wasn't easy. And even when I did, I was still on client schedules. So I was still on somebody else's time clock. Mm -hmm. And I was working on a new business presentation. It was, I was, I worked for a worldwide firm. I was in charge of global new business. Like I had a big job, right? And I was working on this big project. It was a Saturday and it was Valentine's day. And we went out for brunch and then my husband dropped me off at the office with the two kids were in the car and my now oldest, my daughter said, happy Valentine's day, mommy, when I got out of the cab. And I remember I shut the door of the taxi and I thought, I'm done. Like Mm. it's a Saturday, it's Valentine's day. And I'm going into the office to fulfill someone else's assignment. I just, I, it was, it was like, I think oftentimes we have these moments where I was like, I, I didn't know that I, I didn't think I would never go back to PR. I thought I might go back eventually but I knew I was done for then. Yeah. I, I knew that I was done at that. So it was just like a very clear moment for me. And luckily I was very fortunate that we had enough income to live on one salary. I mean, that is a huge blessing that I know I've been afforded because a lot of unfortunate, just sadly, a lot of women are not in the same position and they have to go back and they have to go back too soon And, um, but I was blessed that I had that. So I, then I just really had to deal with my identity crisis. (laughs) (laughs) Don't we all? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I know so many women can relate to that. And you described it perfectly about the women. Like there's the ones who, who that's what they want to do is just stay home. Then there are ones who will never stay home. And there's a lot in the middle Sure. and they're trying to navigate and find their way. And we get online, we see all these people doing big things. And then it can feel so overwhelming. It Mm -hmm. can feel like it's too much. That's not me. And that's why, like, I love what you do. Like that's where me, for me, like, that's why this work that we do, the the foundational work is that inner work. It's the mindset. It's the beliefs we hold about ourselves. It's, it's truly like you can go do the thing without doing that work and have success, but it will catch up to you. It will. Was that, did you have any of that experience during your transition? Yeah. So I really struggled when I first was staying home. I just, I didn't know how to describe myself without saying what I did. Like I, I, I had a, 
I just, I, I really struggled with who I was. And so at that point I read, have you, have you read a new earth by Eckhart Tolle? I haven't. No, it's great. So it's a classic and, um, Eckhart Tolle, T O L L E it's called a new earth. And you know, it just landed on my lap at exactly the right time. Thank Mm. the universe. Right. And it really just was a book about really practicing presence and understanding that we're not what we do. We just, we are who we are doing what we do at any moment in life. And so I had this real epiphany that I could see my life for the first time in phases, you know, Mm. where I realized that this was what was important to me right now. And I didn't need to have the whole plan in front of me. I just needed, and this will probably lead to a lot of what we're talking about. I just needed to know that the next thing I was doing was speaking to my truest, authentic needs for myself, what I, my truest desires at that moment. And I really wanted to be with my kids and experience that. I didn't want to miss it. And, um, and then I just had this you know, realization that I was an employable human. Like if I wanted to get a job, someone would hire me. Like I had skills. So, and I was just like, okay, if I want to go get a job, I can get one. So I'll just like lay off myself. And that is when I really just start to have more fun during those, those years. Yeah. Mm, That's so beautifully shared. And I think that so many women can forget about that. If they take the leap, we can always go back to what right. we were doing. Right. And so instead of like, there's that fear that we get caught up in between and, and wanting to know, okay, if I yeah. go do this, what's my path and is it going to work? Right. So how do you, how do you bring in what you teach and like, where do you, where do you bring that in and teach women that you work with? Like, what does that look like to like, be okay with the unknown and right. to kind of just allow yourself right. to step in that space? Yeah. Well, I think this goes back to what we were talking about earlier, Katrina, with the inner work Mm -hmm. until you do the work to really understand, I know we're going to dig into this a little bit, how your brain actually works Yeah, and how, um, it's really designed. Our brains are designed to predict fear, right? Like our brains are wired to protect, to, to come up with all of the reasons it won't work. (laughs) Yes. And so that's how it's wired. And, and, you know, for better or worse, that's what it is now. And so once you start to get behind those stories that you're telling yourself and you can get into that true knowing, um, and trusting that you'll figure it out. Yeah. And if you stay in a space where you're doing what really feels good, it will work out and you don't know what's in front of you. And the biggest mistake we think is that we actually think we know know, what the plan is in front of us. What we, the only thing we can know for sure is that if we follow what makes us feel good, it will lead to more things that make us feel good. And that will lead to more things that gives us more opportunities. Yeah. So, yeah. And in that, when we follow what makes us feel good, it'll lead to more things that make us feel good. Right. I think it's there's a there's an interesting point in there because how often do we veer off the track and we start to do the things that feel that feel good, but then like, oh, it's not this this must not be it. That self-sabotage comes in. Yes. 
and we start to derail ourselves, and then you find yourself back to being overwhelmed and stressed and frustrated and going, am I even doing the right thing? Yeah. And then having, you know, then we, then we have to find a way to pivot back into what feels good, but it's not normal for us to do that. So it takes practice. Yeah. It really takes practice for all of us, but it really takes practice. I think for women. Yeah. Because we do love to take care of other people. And so then every once in a while we come, you know, we come up for air And I know you talked about this in one of your most recent podcasts, we're not doing what actually makes us happy and it can happen so easily. Um, And when we remember where we're ultimately in charge of how we feel Mm -hmm. and what we say yes to, and what we say no to most of the time, I mean, yes, there are times in our life when, listen, we're moms and dads and, you know. We have obligations, daughters, but most of the time we are in charge of what we do. And if, and if we're not, we're also, we're 100% in charge of how we feel about it. Yeah. How we decide to feel about it. Yeah. So that changes the game when you realize that you've got that power inside you, but it is a lot of inner work. It it is. And that's like, that's the power. It's truly the power inside us. When we can step, when we learn to step in to take that radical responsibility for our lives, yes, like, and understand, I know for me, I remember the moment that I finally like that really hit me. And I was in a seminar, a personal development seminar room and it was a gut punch like, Oh crap. Because the norm is to immediately go to, Oh, all of this stuff is my fault. All of these things are my fault. And then look at the other side, like, oh my gosh, look at the beautiful life that I've created. If I can create this, what else can I create? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You talk about setting intentions and the science behind intention. Tell us more about the science behind the intention, because I talk about intentions and they're so important. They're, they help us guide into our day, into our life, but expand on that for us. Yeah. So I, I love this topic because I think when I realize it, uh, there's a great book, by the way, called Why Woo Woo Works. Why Woo Woo Works. It's a great, it's a great book. Um, I'm going to have to pick that when, one up. <laughs> when people explain the science behind why this stuff makes sense, I, I think for a lot of us, it may, it really helps lock it in, right? So I'll just start with the first that we we're talking about with our ne- basic negative bias of our brains. Um, and you may have already talked about this in your podcast, but as a species, right? When we evolved as a species, we learned to avoid danger. So, you know, if you were out eating berries and your, your person that you were with ate the berries and died, you're not going to eat those berries again, right? You learn to start to avoid things that could, could, um, could give you danger. And, you know, you literally were afraid of getting kicked out of the tribe because if you got kicked out of the tribe, you'd be alone and you'd die, right? Fast forward, our brain, brains are constantly looking for all of the reasons why we should be fearful. So it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's translated into, and I'm sure everyone who's listening has had this, where you go to think about doing something that is out of your comfort zone. And immediately your brain's like, it won't work. People will talk about you. You know, what happens if it doesn't like, right. Your brain is automatically going, our brains don't automatically go to the best possible scenario, unless yeah. we train it. Yeah. And so this is all, that's all our subconscious brain, right? And our subconscious brain is operating all the time and it's operating on what we tell it. 
And what we tell it is what we're thinking. So our brains are basically saying, like if if we're saying to ourselves, it's not going to work, people are going to make fun of me. Our subconscious brain is saying, it's not going to work. People are making, going to make fun of us. Like our brain is, believes what we tell it. Yep. And so intentions. So, so there's a part of our brain. This is my favorite part. There's a part of our brain. It sits at our brain stem and it's called the reticular activating system. They call it the RAS for sure. Short. And it acts like a Google filter for our brain. Mm Because you think like, you know, our brain can't possibly take in everything. It's, I mean, I live in New York city. It could not possibly take in all of the things that like I (laughs) am exposed to even walking the dog in the morning. Right. So the favorite, my, and you, I'm sure you guys have heard this before, but if I had, if I said to you right now, Katrina, how many red cars did you see today? You may or may not remember seeing a red car, but if I had messaged you yesterday and said, Hey, listen, when I, when we talk tomorrow, I'm going to give you a thousand dollars for every red car you see, you'd know exactly how many red cars you'd see (laughs) and you would go looking for red cars. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yes. And so that's what intentions do. Mm -hmm. Intentions basically are like a Google filter that they say, we are looking for reasons why to prove what we just said is true. Mm-hmm. And so it built in the more we can do it, the more we can see our ne- self-limiting beliefs, the more we can see our negative talk and stop our negative talk. And the more we can replace it with positive intentions and affirmations, the more, the more likely it is. I mean, it increases dramatically. And I would say either, right. Your life happens by default or by design. Yeah. Intentions are designing your life. So yes. you decide we're 100% in charge. And I know people are going to say, oh, well, yeah, but you don't know. I would say, give it a try and focus on what you want to see more of. And you will see more of that period. And it just shows up over and over again. So yeah, yeah I love the RAS. I love the science behind it because our brain really does filter and our subconscious brain in doing that intentions right before you go to bed is a great idea. Yeah. Um, and then right when you wake up is when your brain is most open before, like, you know, you start to think of all the stuff you have to do. Like, it's a great moment before you get to your to-do list, before you look at your emails, do your, do your intentions. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't, and the beautiful thing is it doesn't have to take very long, like take 60 seconds, if even at that, and just setting that intention and, um, it's been game changing for me to change, to set the intentions, you know, in the morning I'm working on at night too, but in the mornings, like it can just, it can absolutely shift your day. And I love that, you know, people are like, well, well, you don't know what you don't know. Yes. But once you start setting these intentions, once you start, your limiting beliefs will show up and that gives you the opportunity to start like, okay, where is this coming and changing it? Like you're going to notice all of the things start coming up. So it brings everything to an awareness and then you get aware and you're like, oh, I I don't want to believe that anymore. That's not my, that's not my truth. Yeah. I love that because that's where the work is, right? Because our biggest fears, like the, it's like, it's like a, like a hook in you. So you'll see them come up until you really deal with them. They'll keep coming up. And the more you do the work on 
where you want to go. You'll see the uh, law of attraction calls it the contrast, right? You'll see the contrast. It'll like, it's, it's like, it'll stare you in the face and then you're able to see it and work through it. And, um, just so much of the stuff is just really just, I mean, it all is, it's all stories we tell ourselves. Yeah, it is. And it, and it's, the beauty in that is we have the power to change it. And so often we don't think we do because it's easier to stay in the story we've been telling ourselves for 20 plus years, For sure, even though it feels very hard, it is easier to stay there. Even though we don't like it, it's it's definitely easier. It's comfort zone, even though it doesn't feel comfortable or we're complaining about it. It is that whole comfort zone. So taking that and kind of like going back to your own story, you leave your job, you're a stay at home mom. And did you like have an idea come to you right away into what you wanted to do? Or how did that play out for you? I, I bumped around a little bit. So I took on some project work for one of my friends who was working on a marketing project with a company. And um, and I was I really was considering going back to work. And my kids revolted. They're like, you're never around. <laughs> You've been, where have you been all day? I mean, they really, I was like, oh. Okay. 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 You actually I thought they were around. That's awesome. Off. They were not. <laughs> um, and so then I just, this is where I just kept digging into what I enjoyed. Mm. And I've always, I mean, I was an instructor in my early twenties and I, so interesting thinking about it because I went back to get recertified as a personal trainer. That's kind of where I started. I started back in the fitness realm and I was terrified. <laughs> and I, it, it's so silly to think about it. It's like, you know, I mean, what if it works out? What if it doesn't? Who cares? But the idea of like, what if no one hires me? What if no one will come to my classes? You know, how, what are people going to think? Are they going to talk about me? You know, I mean, really had all of the crazy stories in my head. And that ended up being like, I mean, you know, I, I stopped teaching during the, the pandemic and I haven't picked it back up because we're still a little wonky here. But it ended up becoming a huge part of my personal fulfillment and career and connecting mm. with so many other women and helping so many women on my on their journey. And that's what led me to become a wellness coach because I really wanted to help in a bigger way. And it just like it just kept going. This like that's what the path was. I started on one thing that I loved to do, and I just kept following the path. Mm. And that's and like it just kept. The puzzle, it almost, it just keeps feeling like the puzzle pieces just like keep coming into place in front of me. Yeah. You know? And I think that's why I'm trusting it so much as I've watched it happen. Did some things work out great? Yeah. Did other things not work out so well? Yeah. (laughs) But it all, it just keeps sending me into different spots. It all tends to work, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And Tell me, did you, I I know the answer to this. Did you have those days where you woke up like, what am I doing? Why am I even doing this? It's not working. Like, cause it wasn't going as fast as you wanted it to maybe, or maybe like those days of feeling like I, maybe I should give up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And doubting myself, you know, I think this is like, we all doubt our own abilities. Yeah. And, um, and again, you know, what I realized is there were, there's two options, right? You can either change what you're doing or you can change how you think about what you're doing. And most of the time it's a little combination of both, but sure. There were plenty 
Yeah. And I asked that question too, because you've said a few things that like, I think all of us can relate to who's going to buy, who's going to show up. People are going to talk about me. We all have those same fears yeah, and think we're so alone in it. Yeah. And we're really not. We're really not. And I think for anyone who's on here, that's thinking about doing something new. I just really encourage you to be willing to be seen mm-hmm. not knowing what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Because I think particularly when you switch from something that you were good at, that a lot of people respected you for, and then you're going to try something different that might not be in like where you don't have any equity, like you don't really have. Yeah. We are so worried about being seen starting small. Yeah. It's like terrifying. And I really feel like it's most encouraging to people. Yeah. To, and if you're a mom, it's really powerful for your kids to see you do something and not know if it's going to work out because we tell our kids to do that, but they don't really ever get to see us do it because by the time we're parents, we've done a lot of the stuff that was messy that we didn't know how to do. Right. We're kind of like in our comfort zones doing our thing. Yeah. And, um, I, I think it's really powerful for our kids to see us be not be afraid to mess up, to figure it out, to not know how it's going to go. I just think it's so, so powerful. It is. And you really like my heart, you just really touched my heart, like saying that because it's easy to forget that. Cause sometimes as moms, we want it to be, this is mine. This is ours. Yeah. Like this is my space. And we forget the impact that we are, what, as we're showing up and being messy in the middle and all the things like they're seeing it as well. And it's shaping them. Yeah. And like my kids know what I do. They don't know everything that I do. Just they're teenagers. Well, the oldest ones are teenagers, but yeah. So it's like, are they interested or not? But they are paying attention. They are paying attention and they see it. And I was, I was so proud. I remember the day my son came home and he said he was talking to a friend and his friend asked what his mom did, what his mom did. And my son was like, she's a life coach. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, for some reason that made me so proud that he knew what to call me. <laughs> you know, I don't really like the term life coach, but I go with it with the teenager. It's a catch-all. It, it yeah, works. It's a catch-all. But I was just so proud of that. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I can remember when I ran my first marathon, I've run a couple. Um, but my first one, I, you know, I didn't know if I would be able to finish it. You know, I I like. I would go out for runs. I'd be like, okay, I'll see you on the other side. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Right. And they watched me like, you know, get ready for a run and be nervous and, you know, come back and crying because it was hard. And they just watched me get messy through it. And uh, they did watch me go through this journey of going back to work and figuring out all these things. And, um, yeah, it's been it, like, I'm going to, we tell, when I tell them it's okay to fail. And I tell them it's okay to not know what you're doing. And, and the whole point I'm showing them that I'm willing to do that. I'm not just telling them to do it. I'm willing to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And really like, I know that making a bigger impact is so important for many of us who step into this space, like impacting lives, helping change lives. But those are the most important people are our little peoples that we can show yeah. What's possible. Right. And it's so true. 
I needed that reminder. So I'm glad we're talking about that. <laughs> and teenagers, it's, I think it's really fun. I would say one of my favorite memories of my son, who's now 18, but he's like, mom, you're showing up on my friend's explore page. <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, so what? Are you embarrassed? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, well, no, but yeah. And I was like, oh, well. <laughs> I've had that same conversation with my daughter, like, mom, you're showing up on my ki- my friends' yeah. pages. And I'm like, yeah. And they all have all followed me too. Yeah. And they're, and we're friends like, on Instagram. Yeah. We're friends on Instagram. And she goes, I know they think you're funny. <laughs> yep. There you go. And, and I mean, it, it really is. It's just so good all the way around. Um, so I love that you're showing your kids your journey. And I mean, you know, listen, starting the podcast, right? Like it's, it's, it's really like an act of vulnerability to put yourself out there and your kids get to watch you do it. And it's really so yeah. great. Yeah. Our kids. And then those, those women who are afraid to, you know, like, because there, because there can be a lot of shiny stuff online. Yeah. yeah. Like I posted a post today and it was, I was like, I don't know if I should post this, but I posted it because people need to remember that while it's really good, there are some days where it can feel really hard too. Yeah. And it's okay. It is That's okay right. for that to happen. If it, if it never feels challenging, you're not growing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like part of the ride. Yeah. You, you teach and talk on law of attraction and I want to, yeah, it brings me to a point. I think I want to kind of us to a little bit dive into, um, is, you know, some people when they start in this space or they've been in this space, and they talk about your energy and the law yeah. of attraction. They won't show those sides or they're afraid to allow themselves to feel those sides. Right. Like this morning, I was up at 4 a.m. in tears, just overwhelmed. Right. And I know the things to do to sh- help me shift out of that and, and feel into it at the same time. But we, we, I think we get this messed up view. Like we have to be happy all the time. We have yeah. to think we're wealthy all the time. We have to think we're abundant all the time, like right. be in the high vibe state and it's just not possible. So how do you, how do you share on that with like knowing the law of attraction? Well, if I'm in those spaces, then aren't I detracting what I want to call in my life? I know that's yeah. not true, but kind of speak into that. No, I, 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 I love this. I love this. So, um, I think the main, the main idea of law of attraction is you're attracting what you're, what you're putting out, you're going to get back. Right. And so when you're in a bad space, not is to figure out how to move through that intentionally work to move through it. Mm -hmm. Right. So not staying in uh, law of attraction is this great emotional scale. And it, and, and it's not saying that you're supposed to be up here in like pure joy all the time. It's saying that try to get yourself to the next best space as soon as you can. Mm, Right. Yeah. So it's, it's a constant effort to say, I'm going to work. I'm in a deliberate action to acknowledge where I am because if you don't acknowledge it, it's coming back. Right. So like, you can't like put it, you can't like push it all down. That doesn't, it doesn't go away. Right. You got to acknowledge it. And then uh, have a desire to keep working through it. Yeah. And I agree with you. I think there's a big difference between being authentic and vulnerable and sharing like common challenges and struggles and human experiences than being hateful and blaming 
and feeling like, right. Like blaming other people, not taking like, there's such a difference. And you look at what happens so much right now on social media and, and on media. And it's like anger, vitriol, pointing fingers. That's the stuff you got it. Like that's the stuff that's no place in your life. The, the feeling down, the being disappointed, the picking yourself back up, the journey of, you know, knowing that you can pick it, pick yourself up and keep going. That's where your strength comes. That's where all the op- opportunities come. I, I, I believe that life is meant to be messy and beautiful and sometimes heartbreaking and challenging. And then it's all like, what, how can I grow and learn from it instead of pretending like it didn't, it didn't bother me. Yeah. A a thousand percent. And I, because that one, like this morning, because I was like that, those small moments don't, it doesn't mean you've stopped all your progress. You've suddenly cut the line to abundance that you've cut the line, like all of the things. Yeah. That's part of the process of growing. And I remember like first learning about positive mindset, like just think positive, be positive. Positive mindset is important. Right. And it's a small slice of the whole deal. Yeah. And if you don't think positively, then you're detracting. And I'm like, that doesn't feel right. Cause you know, it's a lot of hard work to think positively all the time, especially when you're you're not used to it. You're just not going to, I mean, come on, no, let's be honest. (laughs) And and I do find, I mean, I'm sure you had, I think that those moments where you're brought to tears and they're again, they're like, they're an opportunity for you to look and say, okay, what needs to calibrate? Like, what do I need to shift on here? Yeah. And oftentimes I think again, particularly as women, we run, like, I know I, you know, came out of the gate in January, like, you know, guns blazing. I'm going to make everything happen. <laughs> and then yes. by last week, I was like, I'm exhausted and I've taken on too much. Right. Yes. So like, yes. I, it's like, okay, okay. What needs to happen? And then I remember I'm in charge of my day. I get to say no to things. I'm in charge of like exactly what's on my calendar. So, um, but I think until you hit, sometimes until you hit the guardrails, you don't know. And it's useful yeah. in that reason. Guards. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, so much. I have really enjoyed this conversation with you. Me too. Um, for our listeners, you may not know it, but this is our first time meeting. And it's just, I love when conversations click. And I believe that the right people, you know, find the show, find me, reach out to Beyond. And I don't, I mean, I get a lot of emails for guests and I don't, I don't always say yes to those people, but there was something about you that I I just knew I had to have you on. So I just loved this conversation that it's real, authentic, and so helpful and useful to bring these tools into everyday lives. So I'm super appreciative that you had me on. Like I said, I one of the beauties of social media is there's you, you connect with people and you're like, Oh, we're supposed to be friends. This is why we're on here. I just really felt like you and I were like, well, we're going to, we're friends now. So I love love that. (laughs) I love it. Um, what are you doing? How can people find you or work with you? Yeah. So I would say best place to find me is on Instagram and, um, and I'm always doing some workshops on there. So definitely just connect inside my Instagram bio and see what I've got coming up and shoot me a message. Absolutely. And I will make sure her Instagram and website is all linked up in the show notes. Is there anything left on your heart you want to share before we go? 
No, I, I just, I, I just, um, yeah, I think the last thing I just want women to remember is that they just have such enormous power Mm -hmm. and we just have to believe in ourselves and our ability to figure things out. I, I just, we have all of the answers inside us. And, you know, when I look back at my career and I think, gosh, if women ran workplaces, it all, would all look different. We'd all have a lot of flexibility. We'd all be working <laughs> around our kids. And so, right. And so I say, okay, well, we can make that happen. Yeah. We can make that happen. That's what we're doing. So I would just say, believe in your, believe in yourself and your ability, not, you know, just to figure it out because we can figure anything out. We're, yeah. we're, we're pretty ma- magical that way. Yes. If we've figured out how to keep our children alive for however many days, we can yeah. figure anything out. We raise, we, we, bri- we raise humans. Yeah. We can do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Thank you again, Tracy, so much oh, for being on the show. You're so welcome. You guys make sure you take a screenshot and, or reach out to Tracy or I on Instagram. Let us know what you took away from the show. Share the message with a friend and we so love you and appreciate you. And remember, you do have that magic within you and you deserve to pull it out. Thank you so much for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who has a powerful story and are doing big things, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you helped me get this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way to take 60 seconds, leave me a five-star review, and share this episode with a girlfriend. Don't forget to tag me on social media, and if that's not your thing, shoot me a DM because I would like to personally thank you for doing so. We are not meant to do this life alone, and I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you. Until next time. Until next time.